Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We are on episode nine of season three, the very best one yet. We have a special guest on today's podcast, so I'll keep the introduction short. We'd like to welcome Andrew Capobianco. He is an American diver. This year, he is qualified with his partner, Michael Hickson, for the U.S. Olympic diving team competing in the 3M synchronized diving. Later during the Olympic trials, he qualified for the Olympic Games in the individual 3M dive, and he currently attends and competes for Indiana University, where he has earned All-American honors seven times. So welcome to the show, Andrew. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Andrew. I'm excited to learn more about your story. Our listeners are beyond excited to, to dive right into your daily grind. So yeah, let's get the ball rolling. Can you briefly introduce yourself? Tell us uh, who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Yeah, so I'm Andrew Capobianco. I currently go to school at Indiana University, um, where I dive and I study exercise science. I'm originally from New York, Long Island area, and then um, I moved to North Carolina when I was 13 to pursue more of my diving goals, and that's where my family currently lives right now. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much about me. Yeah, that's awesome. Nice, short and simple, but you have quite the story and quite the grind going on. Yeah, let's let's dive into no pun intended here into yeah. your story. But before we talk about your current daily grind as a diver, how did you first become interested in like swimming and diving? Were you in the sport at a young age? So I actually started diving a little bit later than the normal um, diver would. I started when I was 11. And I uh, was previously doing gymnastics, so I started gymnastics when I was nine, and um, I tried all the other sports, basketball, baseball, football, and they just weren't really my cup of tea, so went to gymnastics, coach there, had saw, saw me and asked me if I wanted to join the diving team that year, and so I did, um, and I fell in love with diving as well, and so I joined a USA Diving affiliated club that fall, and um, that's just kind of where it took off. Sure. Yeah, that's really great to hear. And then, uh, you mentioned just being involved in multiple sports at a young age. Do you think that helped to you progress in what you do now, like as your daily grind? We've had guests on the show. They mentioned the different sports they participated in helped out to like, you know, minimize burnout or other things or just stay involved. Do you think that helped you with uh, diving? For three years. And I think that being in both of them together, like really helped grow my love for diving while also still um, keeping that love for gymnastics. And I also do think that with starting diving a little bit of a later age, I started at 11. Most people usually start when they're like six or seven. It definitely reduced my chances of burnout because I started later and I've only been diving for 10 years now, which which seems like a long time, but a lot of my competitors have been diving a lot longer. And I still, every day, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to dive and I still I still love the sport. So I'm really excited for what the future has. Oh yeah, definitely. You are a true daily grinder out there. You have such an incredible story, really inspiring and motivating other people. 
both on the youth side as well as adults like myself out there to be like, oh my gosh, I can accomplish my goals too. So as, the, as, as long as you put the time and effort into it and things of that, we'll definitely talk on, on what you've done on the training side and performance as well. So really exciting to, to hear and see in general. So yeah, what motivated you then to compete in diving as your daily grind? Like I said, I think it was just the love for, for the sport. I think that in anything that you do, um, if you're going to work hard at it, you definitely need to have that love for it because otherwise it's just, it's going to be hard. So I remember sometimes my brother would try to go to his, some of his practices for some of his sports and he would ask not to go or he was tired. And I never had that with gymnastics or diving. And I feel really lucky about that because I just, I always wanted to go. I always wanted to try to better myself. And it was always just so fun because I had such a great group of friends and teammates around me as well. So I just loved going to practice every day. And I think that that's what made kind of that grind every single day um, worth it and really easy for me. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. And then, yep, you mentioned another keyword, just loving what you do. We preach passion here on The Daily Grind a lot. So you being passionate about this is such a huge component on how you excel and perform well at, at what you do on a daily basis. So really great to hear. So yeah, let's, let's, let's dive into more of, more of your, what you do. So, you know, throughout your diving career at Indiana and with the USA diving, you've earned like multiple awards, two-time big 10 diver of the year, and you are the reigning uh, NCAA champion. Like tell us more about those achievements. Yeah. So coming into IU as a junior diver, so before I got to college, I kind of was one of the better junior divers in the country, um, pretty much like top of my class coming out, which was exciting. And then I got here and I um, obviously wasn't the best. So I, had to, so I had to work really hard. But coming into IU, I was really lucky because I had two um, Olympians on my team who, who went to the Rio Olympics. So I had them to look up to every day and to strive to be just as good as them, as well as learn from them. So I was definitely lucky in that aspect, but it was a little bit of a, of a challenge and a change to come in and not necessarily be the best right away because I was kind of used to that. And, and I think it was a great thing for me because I learned how to learn from other people. I learned how to work hard for, for what I wanted to achieve. And so, yeah, it, it made all of the, all of those accolades and all of those awards that much sweeter because they didn't come so easily. My freshman year was a little bit difficult, just like learning how to compete in the NCAA. And um, I did end up having a good, a good season overall, not my best, but definitely coming back that next season, I, I definitely wanted more. And that, that's when I won that, my first NCAA title, which was really fun and exciting. And it's always just great to, to compete for, for your school as well, knowing that you have all of those people behind you. It's, I like competing in the NCAA almost more than I do USA Diving because of the great support system that I have here at IU, and they've just given me everything that they possibly can to make me the best that I can be. So I just love being able to give back to what they've given me. So, Yeah, really well said, Andrew. That's, that's so cool. And even, too, when you're like on the junior diving, you know, you know nationally ranked and, and whatnot, did you have to try? Obviously, I'm not uh, I'm not in involved in swimming and diving, but do you have to travel right. a lot for like junior competition? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so it was a lot of traveling. Me and my dad did most of the traveling together. We would drive most places because flights were definitely more expensive, and and driving was just easier. So we would just hop in the car. We we had some meets pretty much everywhere in the U.S. Um, a lot of them were on the East Coast, luckily, so we didn't have to drive too far. 
And then I did have some meets that were international competitions as well. So as a junior diver, I went to um, Russia and Cuba, which were really cool experiences for me as like a young kid, just getting to travel and experience different cultures and meet people from different countries. And and some of those friends that I had met at those junior meets are now competing at the senior level. And, and some of them will be at the Olympics with me in a few weeks. So I'm excited to see them and, and kind of keep that friendship. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Just being able to explore and travel and just broaden your network. Yeah. I, th- I think that's really cool that you're able to s- sustain those relationships with people abroad. And now you guys are going to be on the main stage in a couple of weeks from now. So really exciting to hear. I mean, by yeah. the time this episode airs, <laughs> you'll be right. Over yeah. There. I think I compete like the day after. Perfect time. Yeah. Perfect yeah. timing always when we have guests on the daily grind. And then, yeah, talking about, you mentioned a little bit of differences on NCAA and USA. You have a, definitely a really strong support system at IU. But from, again, for me not being in, involved in the sport, like what are some big call outs or similarities or differences from like a team standpoint as well as an individual standpoint? Yeah. So when you're competing in the NCAA, it's definitely all about team, or at least for me, I try to think of it as being all about team and just trying to contribute to those team points to win the Big Ten championship as a team or win NCAAs as a team because that's kind of what the school is looking for. You're looking to represent your school as best as you can. And then in USA Diving, it's a little bit more individualized. You don't really have your points contributing to a team team competition. So it it is a little bit more individualized. But I am excited for these next few weeks, because I definitely feel like the Olympics is a little bit more of a team atmosphere and um, everyone's Team USA, you're you're competing for your country, representing the U.S. on the largest stage in sport. So I'm really excited to kind of join that unique group of people and compete for Team USA and um, meet a lot of different people from different sports and and support them and hopefully get support from them. So I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think from the U.S. at least, a uh, big like overall family, I'd say, both not just the, the athletes competing, but from us, like, you know, in the States, watching you guys on TV or uh, tuning in, broadcasting, uh, whatever our, our medium is, we will definitely be cheering you virtually here from the Daily Grind. Yeah, for sure. So, yes, you most recently competed in the Olympic diving trials for Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games, which will be representing us. You were at the IUPUI Natorium. Tell us about your experience and your thoughts on your first appearance, too. Yeah, it was a great experience overall. It definitely was not necessarily the week that I had imagined in my head. So, and this is a little bit what we're talking about, about just like grinding through things and and like pushing through, working hard. But I, I got sick at the beginning of the week and I kind of was feeling that sickness kind of throughout the week. And, and it was a pretty difficult time for me um, because I was obviously I had these large goals and going in I wanted to feel my best and I I was just not feeling well throughout the whole week and I just had to kind of sit back and remember what I was doing in training and trust my body trust God trust my coaches and um, and so I was able to get all of what I wanted to get out of it and then towards the end of the week I've been kind of dealing with a back injury a little bit and I wasn't really able to do a full warm up on the last day before my individual competition because of my back injury. So I had to just same thing, uh, trust in my previous training and um, just kind of use my mental strength at that point. It was all it wasn't physical anymore. It was just about getting my mind in the right place and going and just competing the dives that I knew how to do. So that was really 
I think it made it all, all that much sweeter because I was able to learn a lot more about myself and learn kind of how mentally strong I can be in competition. So obviously it wasn't necessarily that like storied week that I had imagined, but um, looking back on it, I, I, I wouldn't want it any other way because I learned a lot about myself. Well, that's awesome to hear, Andrew, and just having that right mindset to perform really well at that main stage is really important. And it's important for our daily grinders tuning into today's episode to learn about, you know, grinding through and um, it ha- like everyone has their own daily grind and just be able to overcome different challenges or things that come across your way. So you with the in- the back injury and being sick too at the beginning of the week and even over overcoming those obstacles and, and performing well is really cool to hear. So yeah, that's what that kind of leads me into my next question about talking about training and, you know, the things that go behind the scenes when getting ready for these like high level competitions. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Is it, you know, both physical and mentally focused? Like how do you get prepared for these? Yeah. So a normal training day for me is right now we're actually lucky because we don't have school. So we can wake up a little bit later. Um, my training days start at eight. So I go to the pool from eight to 10 for a morning practice and then come home, rest, eat. And then I'll go back at 1230 for a little bit of uh, treatment and warm up and then get back in the pool at 1.30. And I practice from 1.30 to four. And then after that on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have weight training as well. So that's for an hour. So it is, it is a lot, but um, like I said, I love doing it and and there's nothing else that I would want to do with my time. So, so it's fun for me and there's a great group, but yeah, it's, so that's the physical part. And then the mental part really does happen within the physical part as well for, for diving, especially. So we do a lot of like mock competitions to kind of train our brains to get used to competing and get in that competition mindset, as well as I do work with a sports psychologist to try to kind of get that competitive edge a little bit more as well as she does help me if I have some down days, if I'm just kind of frustrated with training, because obviously all of us athletes are a little bit of perfectionists and we want to be our best at all times. And that's, that's just not possible. Um, And that's something that I've definitely learned a lot more this year working with her is that as long as you're making small improvements every single day, that you're going to get to that place that you want to be, you don't need to be perfect every day. So yeah, we definitely do have a lot of physical and mental training, but, um, they all kind of combine really well and and they work together to hopefully create a great result. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I definitely have really great results by you and we're excited to have you on the show today and just discussing both the physical and mental, the combination of both when you're performing well, when you feel good, you do good type of thing, you know, having that high level training and be able to overcome those challenges. And now again, kudos to you and all the accomplishments and the best is yet to come, to be honest. Uh, very, very, uh, very young in your career so far. So we're excited to follow you throughout your, your journey. Thank but you. Yeah. So you mentioned a little bit earlier about, you know, from your junior diving to, you know, meeting those people abroad, other divers as well. Now you're going to Tokyo Olympics. Can you tell us more about the importance of relationships? You know, for example, even with those uh, divers that y- your competition essentially, but also your bond with, you know, your teammates, fellow, fellow people at IU and your synchro sidekick, Michael Hickson. Yeah. I mean, relationships in sport and, and in life, I think are probably the most important thing to, to, for your happiness, as well as to get you to where you want to be. I don't think that I could have done any of this without the help of my teammates. Like I said earlier, coming into IU, I had two previous Olympians on my team who were able to kind of show me the ropes and 
and push me um, harder than I thought I could possibly be pushed. Especially through COVID this year, I, I had Jessica Parado. She, she was a previous Olympian in 2016, and she just made it back to the 2020 Games. But we kind of spent a lot of the COVID quarantining together. And it was just great on days that I was feeling a little bit down. She was able to like push me and get me back up and, and kind of get my mental side like feeling good and, and ready to keep training. And, and I did the same for her. And I think we were talking about it and we were both just like, we, we did this together and we really couldn't have done it without each other because, because on those days that we were feeling bad, like we were able to push each other and, and get each other where we needed to be. So yeah, my teammates have been incredibly supportive and, and just amazing through this whole journey. And yeah, my synchro partner, um, Mike Hickson, has been amazing for me as a person as well as a competitor. He's taught me really how to compete well, how to kind of just turn off my emotions and just let my diving speak for itself, as well as just learning how to compete in in synchronized diving. I had never really done it before. And coming in, he's he's the previous silver medalist from 2016 in the event. And so it was a little intimidating to start doing synchro with him but he he told me right from the start that he had a lot of trust in me and that he had he saw my potential and that he just wanted to help me reach my full potential and um it's just been a great synchro pairing and i'm just really lucky that i had someone who um, respected me so much so important and everyone just being on the same page and having that bond that relationship both in and out of the pool super incredible to have and yeah, yeah. i guess uh, my curiosity too how do you both like i guess come connected to be a duel <laughs> Yeah, so coming into IU, Drew, my coach, had kind of modeled my diving around Mike's in hopes that one day we would start doing synchro. So he had a previous synchro partner, and then in 2018, his synchro partner decided to retire. And at that point, he wasn't really sure who he was going to do synchro with. So Drew had just decided that why don't we just keep it, you know, in the family kind of. So keep it at IU and and see how me and him would do with Synchro. So we just basically started it and um, our first competition went really well. And so we just kept on going from there. Yeah. How long have you both have been uh, diving together? We've been diving together for about two years now. Okay. Um, actually, almost three, I guess, because we started in 2018, 2021 now. So, yeah. Okay. Three years. Wow. Yeah, that's quite quite the quite the story so far. Yeah, we're excited for y- your individual performance as well as your team performance. Yeah, thank you. And then even going back to uh, your college experience, you're currently studying exercise science. Do you think that your experience at IU has influenced your success with results on the main stage at the Olympic trials? Yes, absolutely. I feel like I've been really lucky with the college experience that I have had. IU has just been so supportive in every avenue that I could possibly think of to get me to my goals. So whether it's nutrition or sports psych or seeing the trainers to get my body right, it's just been truly an amazing experience. And I'm just so thankful that they've given me all that I all that I have. And, and that's why I came to IU, because I did see all the resources that they had for athletes. And um, it's just been amazing. Definitely a dream. That's great to hear again. Having that strong support system is so crucial when you're doing multiple things or just have that, you know, busy daily grind. So yeah, just speaking of daily grind, how are you able to juggle, you know, being a student as well as an athlete? Is that difficult? Are you, do you have like really good organization skills? 
Yeah, it is difficult. And it's definitely something that it took me a while to learn because coming in, I definitely had a lot of athletic goals and not as many academic goals. So at the start, it was a little bit hard to balance my academics with athletics because I was kind of putting all my eggs in one basket. And through my years, I've kind of learned that balance is the key to success in in all areas of your life. Because honestly, if I'm putting all of my eggs just in the athletics basket, I'm going to get burnt out because I'm just thinking about it 24-7 and always working on it. So throughout my time here, I've definitely learned to try to balance diving with school as well as my social life. And I think that that's really what has created um, the success that I've been able to get in the past year is just is just having that balance and finally learning to keep that balance in my everyday life. Yeah, really well said. I think that's a great takeaway for our listeners, you know, having that balance, that work-life balance, whether you're, you know, in a more corporate setting, you're currently still in school or post-grad or, you know, looking to level up in your career down the road. Just that balance, I think, is super important, whether it comes to from the athletic side, so injury prevention, all the way to more of the mental side as well, just not being not leading to burnout. So uh, really well said, Andrew. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, so speaking of your diving career so far, it's still, I, like I said, it's the best is yet to come, but do you have a favorite memory so far throughout your journey that you can share with our daily grounders or maybe a recent one? There's probably like so many that you have. <laughs> yeah, um, I was asked this recently, and it's kind of funny because my favorite memory through diving isn't really of me, but it was in 2019, our women's swimming and diving team at IU won the Big Ten Championships for the first time in a while. And it was a home meet, so um, they got to do it in our home pool. And just watching all of their hard work that I I see day in and day out finally pay off for them was just, it it was insane. It was just like the perfect storm. Everything came together so perfectly for them to win. And and they were underdogs. And the whole time, they just kept such a great spirit about, about the competition, whether they had a good swim or a good dive or a bad swim or a bad dive. It was just their their mental strength through the whole competition was just inspiring. And it still gives me chills just sitting here thinking about it. Um, it was just really fun to watch. So that's definitely my favorite memory through my swimming and diving time at IU. That That's cool. I love that experience too that you mentioned. I guess, yeah, on the men's and women's side, you guys both able to watch each other's competition or support each other during the season? Yeah, so usually we are. Usually um, Big Tens are in different places for men and women. So we got lucky that year because the women's Big Tens were at our home pool. So we were able to go watch because it was it was at home. So, But a lot of times we aren't able to go to the Big Tens because we'll still be training for our Big Tens, which is the week after. And in that year that I said that they won, we actually won the week after. And it was the first time in school history that both programs won the Big Ten. So it was just it was just a really great culmination of events and really exciting to be a part of. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think I recall too, just I wasn't physically there, obviously, but being in the Big Ten, my undergrad I did, I was at Wisconsin. So I think I remember yeah. seeing notifications on winning both on the men's and women's side. That's such a huge accomplishment to be proud of and really humbled for you to say like on the women's side as well as then you guys followed up, you know, back to back. So that that's yeah, great thanks. to hear. Mm-hmm. I'll have to watch that highlight again later. <laughs> yeah, you should. It's really, it's electric. Just get my energy going to energize me throughout my, my daily grind today. But yeah, just speaking of your, your daily routine, uh, you walked us through kind of like your, your training 
but can you walk us through like a day in the life of Andrew more on the uh, competition day? Yeah, for sure. So usually competitions start around 11 a.m. So I like to be awake for like five hours before my competition just to to make sure my mind is is ready to go because diving is just as much a mental sport as it is physical. So I'll usually wake up around six, kind of kind of a slow wake up, not really rush myself out of bed and then get some breakfast. I always take a shower in the morning of competition because I want to get my body warm as well as I think a shower definitely wakes you up as well. And then we usually head to the pool at around 7.30 for training. We do a light morning training session just to get our bodies moving and get our mind in the right place. And then usually head back to the hotel, eat a little bit more, get some coffee, because uh, coffee on a competition day is very important for me. And then, yeah, usually head back to the pool at um, around 10, get our warm-up in, and then start the competition at 11. So then that's usually a prelim so the competition will probably last for about two hours and then after that we get a little bit of a rest before the final in the evening so during that rest time it's pretty much just trying to keep your mind off of what happened that morning um whether you have a good competition or a bad competition you know you made it into the final so it doesn't matter what happened you go off a clean slate and that's that's definitely what's a little bit hard mentally about having two competitions in one day because if you have a good competition, then you're all juiced and excited for what's to come later. But you need to stay within yourself and kind of um, just get back to that mental place where, where you have six more dives to do. And then if you have a bad competition, you kind of have to let go of what you did this morning and trust in, in what you've been doing back home and, and just, like I said, do those six dives the, the best that you could do later in the evening. So it's a cool, it's a cool thing to do. That's really cool. Thanks for sharing, Andrew. And just even two keywords. Yeah, coffee definitely fuels our grind as well here on the podcast. Yeah. And then uh, it's like a full day event. It's not like you just do your, you know, one at 11, perform at 11. You also perform in the evening. So it's a full day, both physically and mentally. You have to stay focused. Yeah, I mean, it's almost more mental, too, because the whole day you're just you're just trying to stay in that competitive mindset. And Sometimes it is a little bit hard during that that break between the prelim and the semi or the prelim and the final to get out of that competitive mindset. So sometimes you're you're in this like locked in competitive mindset for almost twelve hours, and it's just it's pretty mentally tiring. But um, that's that's why we do have a decent amount of competition throughout the year to to almost train your mind to get used to being in that mindset for so long. Yeah, just build up that experience, and then like when you're talking before on your training side, just having those uh, preparing those like mock competitions essentially too i think that helps support you on competition day as well yeah for sure so yeah those mock competitions definitely help a lot we do like to mock up kind of the whole day so we'll usually do that prelim in the morning and then the final in the afternoon so it does kind of get our minds prepared as well as get our bodies prepared to do a competition twice in one day because a lot of times in training we're, we're not doing that amount of volume so mm -hmm. it, it's good for sure. I can believe it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm I'm excited for you again. Our listeners are beyond excited too. again, just to follow you in a couple of weeks from now. Yeah, just even you touched on this earlier of having the balance is the key to success. But mentioning, you know, being a student athlete and also with the social life. So how do you find balance with the rest of your life and social activities outside the pools? I mean, you got to do other stuff outside of diving, I would guess or try to. 
Right. Yeah. No, I definitely try to. I like to be outside a lot. So whether it's going hiking or or going on some boats or or I like to play a lot of sports outside of the pool as well. So me and my team were obviously still pretty competitive outside of the pool because most athletes are. So um, we like to play like tennis, volleyball, some football. So just doing things outside of the pool that bring me joy is really important to kind of keep that love for, for diving in the pool. So yeah, I, I mean, it is just all about balance for me. And I think that, like I said, my first few years here, I maybe didn't have so much of that balance. And I was just so focused on what I wanted to accomplish in the pool. And um, it definitely mentally dragged me down a little bit. I remember this summer going into my sophomore year, I was a little bit burnt out and, um, and I was going to a world competition that summer. And I just, I had to kind of sit back and look at some old photos and remember why I fell in love with the sport at first, which was really important for me. And it, and it did turn out to be a really great summer of competition. And I found that love for diving again. But yeah, it's it, it's hard sometimes when you just want when you have so many goals and you just want to reach them so quickly and you need to take a step back and remember uh, why you started. Yeah, really well said, Andrew. I think that's really great for our listeners to hear and just embracing the journey and also, you know, make every day count. But in a sense, like, don't be overwhelmed by the big picture ahead. I think there's a lot of things along the way you have to to work on or be involved in. And again, going back to that balance, I think that's super critical too, just to be not reasonable with yourself, but understand, you know, the motions that you're going through and not just like, you know, blink of the eye, oh, I'm at the Olympics. And the next day, oh, I'm somewhere else, you know, got to understand the, the, the movements that go on. <laughs> yeah. And like, enjoy the journey. And, and one thing that our weight coach likes to tell us going back to like, you know, the having such big goals and, and not trying to get so caught up in them. He likes to say that you just have to give 100% of what you have every day. So you're never going to be able to give 100% every single day, because that's impossible. You, you, you're not going to be at 100% every day. But if you give 100% of what you're able to give every day, that's, that's how you're going to become a champion. Yeah, really well said. I like it. Super motivating. So yes, Andrew, we talked about your daily grind, what you do on a competition day, as well as just a training day. What's on your daily grind, like on your schedule later this year? I mean, back half of 21, I'd say obviously the Olympics, but like after that. Uh (laughs) Yeah. So um, my daily grind is actually going to consist of a lot of recovery after the Olympics. So I think I'll be taking a little bit of time off from diving to get some physical and mental recovery, spend some family time back home, and then just enjoy a little bit of being just a normal student for a little bit. So. I think I'll take about a month off of diving. So when I come back to school, I'll just be able to focus on grinding a little bit more on schoolwork and get back in that academic mindset because I haven't really had too much school in the past like year and a half. So Mm -hmm. that'll be really important to me to get back to my academics. But yeah, it's basically just going to be grinding on getting my body right, getting healthy, and then getting in that mindset that I'm excited to get back to diving. So I'm really excited for what's to come. Yes, we are too. Awesome to hear, Andrew. And then, yes, speaking of your inspiring story, do you have a word of the day to motivate our listeners on their own daily grind, if it's a quote or a saying? One thing that my mom always likes to tell me is that everything happens for a reason. So that kind of, that has kind of pushed me through a lot of the hard times in my diving when I don't really like see why things are happening or I have a bad competition and and I don't really see why, you know, I've been training so hard and 
and my practices have been going really well, but the competition just didn't go well. And I'm just sitting there like asking why <laughs> and just sitting back and, and knowing that everything happens for a reason and kind of just having that positive attitude about everything that happens. So if something does go wrong, just using it as fuel for the fire and thinking that everything happens for a reason and, and then pushing yourself to, to do even better, I think is really important. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the quote that I like to live by. Yeah, I like it a lot. I think it fits perfectly with today's episode, your story, what you do on your daily grind. Really great takeaway for our listeners. So perfect gem to leave us for today's episode. Last but not least, Andrew, if our listeners have questions, comments, you know, want to follow you, how can they do so after the show? Yeah, so you could go to my Instagram, which is um, ajcapo99, as well as my Twitter is ajcapo underscore 99. And then I do post some fun diving videos on TikTok as well, which is, it's just ajcapo99, the same as my Instagram handle. And my Instagram also has my email in there. So if you want to contact me, um, you can go ahead and do that if you have any questions or anything. Wonderful. Yes, we'll put all of Andrew's contact info in today's show notes, where to find him in the sport of diving and all and follow him coming up, you guys, Olympics. So tune in. Thanks again for tuning in today's episode. A big thank you to Andrew for being on the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Daily Grind Pod. Please also remember to visit our website, www.kjfwi.org, and shop our merch. Wonderful. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. Thank you. Have a good day. This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian. Thanks also to our podcast team, Kaylee Conklin, Davis Johnson, Sophia Spera, Will Steinberg.